Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, a show exploring how herbs heal as medicine, as food, and through nature connection. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt. I'm an herbalist teacher and the best-selling author of the books Alchemy of Herbs and Wild Remedies. I created this podcast to share trusted herbal wisdom so that you can get the best results when relying on herbs for your health. I love offering up practical knowledge to help you dive deeper into the world of medicinal plants and seasonal living. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Each episode of the podcast is available on my Herbs with Rosalie YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast app. Transcripts and recipes for each episode can be found at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. To get the latest news as well as fun bonuses, be sure to sign up for my weekly herbal newsletter. Okay, grab your cup of tea. Let's dive in. Part of the joy of herbs is knowing how to best work with herbal medicinals. As you'll see, many people make a lot of beginner mistakes when making their own herbal medicinals at home. But don't worry, you don't need to have fomthum or fear of making terrible herbal medicinals. We're here to help. In this video, I'm joined by my friend and fellow herbalist, Emily Hahn, to share what are the benefits of herbal teas versus tinctures. At the end of this video, we'll also share how you can get clear step-by-step -step recipes for both a tea and a tincture so that you can make the best herbal medicinals at home. For those of you who don't already know Emily, I'm excited to introduce her. From nature workshops to botanical recipes, Emily helps people cultivate their connection to the earth. Her work as a naturalist, writer, and teacher focuses on intersections of nature, culture, food, and plant medicine. Emily lives in Los Angeles and is the co-author of Wild Remedies and author of Wild Drinks and Cocktails. Emily and I also offer an online course called Rooted Medicine Circle, a 10-month online course about medicine making and nature connection. Okay, to get started, I'll hand it over to Emily. Many people claim that tinctures are stronger and therefore superior to teas, but we want to know, is that really true? So let's take a step back and we'll examine the pros and cons of teas so you can get a better understanding of when you would want to reach for one over the other. First of all, what is a tea? Well, the act of combining water and herbs to make a tea is one of herbalism's foundational herbal remedies. This is also one of the most versatile preparations. Um, you could enjoy a cup of tea simply as a delicious beverage that you share with friends, or a tea could be medicine that you use to soothe a sore throat, calm your nerves, or boost your immune system. So let's look at, di at some different water-based preparations. Tea could refer to any type of water-based preparation, whether it's herbal or caffeinated. But tea often refers to a small amount of herbs steeped for a short period of time. Some examples of tea are green, black, or white teas that come from the Camellia sinensis plant, or herbal teas like chamomile or peppermint tea. So these teas could also be called infusions. Then we have a strong infusion, which is also sometimes called a nourishing herbal infusion. And that's made when a large amount of plant material, often an ounce, is steeped for several hours up to overnight. And this extended steeping time helps to extract vitamins and minerals that aren't readily extracted with a shorter steeping time. 
oftentimes we use this preparation for nutrient-dense herbs. And some people think of a strong infusion as their multivitamin. Stinging nettle is a plant that's commonly used as a strong infusion. Nettle can help to build healthy bones. It helps to create strong um, and luxurious hair and provides nutrients for energy throughout the day. I know that strong infusion is one of Rosalie's favorite ways to enjoy nettle. And so we'll soon share a recipe showing exactly how you can make this at home. Another type of water-based preparation is a decoction. To make a decoction, herbs are simmered for minutes or even hours at a time. This extended high heat helps to break down strong herbal materials like roots, barks, seeds, dry berries, or mushrooms. So you have teas, strong infusions, and decoctions, and these all use water to extract the beneficial qualities of the plants, but the difference between them is how long you steep or simmer them for, as well as how much herb you use. So each of these preparations offers different advantages, so it's important to know when you wanna use one method over another. Here are four advantages of tea. The first is that the act of making and drinking tea can be part of the healing process. Smelling the herbs as you gather them in your teapot and then savoring the tea sip by sip is a very different feeling from popping a few herbal capsules back or even using some squirts of tincture. The second advantage is water. When discussing herbal tea, herbs often get all the attention, but drinking life-giving and sustaining water is also an important part of tea's healing abilities. Wherever water flows on this earth, whether it's the rain falling from the sky, rivers running through the earth, or water coursing through our bodies, water connects all life. It also transports valuable chemicals, minerals, and a wide range of nutrients, as well as provides hydration. Water is the universal solvent. It extracts a lot of constituents like vitamins, minerals, and flavonoids. And if you live in an area where drinking water is clean, then water is also easily accessible. Number three, water-based extractions are convenient for high dosage herbs. So if the dosage of an herb is an ounce or a large handful, then making that into a tea is often best. And number four, teas are often the most affordable of all herbal preparations. This is especially true when you're harvesting your own herbs but it's also true when buying herbs in bulk. Teas are the most foundational herbal remedy um, for all of these great reasons that I just mentioned, but there are some hurdles or drawbacks to your teas and decoctions. Number one, some people find that making tea just takes too much time. Um, because the tea isn't preserved in any way, you need to make it fresh daily. Number two, when drinking a lot of water-based teas, it could be beneficial, but it could also be a nuisance sometimes. Um, for example, before bed or during a long drive, you might not be, want to be drinking so much water. Number three, tea can be messy, especially if you're on the go. Experience of spilling your cup of tea is going to be very different from spilling a bottle of herbal capsules. Number four, uh, knowing how to make a medicinal strength tea can be a challenge for a lot of home medicine makers. So lots of times people will prepare their teas in a way that's too weak, uh, using not enough plant material, or not steeping or simmering the tea for long enough. And then of course you have the taste. <laughs> tea could be bitter or otherwise harsh. And knowing how to make a great tasting tea that's also medicinal can really be an art form. 
We love teas because they're simple to make, they're affordable, and they're a direct connection to the plants that gift us medicine. Teas can also be deeply healing, but there's a lot to know about how to make tea. For example, when do you make a short infusion versus a long infusion? When is it best to use dried plants versus fresh? And how do you know how much herbs to use? There's a lot to know about medicinal teas. And it's our passion to see you succeed with herbal medicine. That's why we created our interactive online course, Rooted Medicine Circle. This 10-month course shows you how to make strong herbal medicines at home that actually work. Rooted Medicine Circle only enrolls once a year in January. Visit the show notes at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com to get signed up on the wait list. You'll get all the details for the course once we open enrollment. Okay, let's move on to the second part of this video, herbal tinctures. So what is a tincture? Well, tinctures or alcohol extracts are made by using alcohol to extract the herbs. And most of people refer to these as tinctures, but technically a tincture is a medical term. So supplement companies aren't allowed to use that on their packaging. So that's why if you see a tincture at the store, it will often be labeled as an alcohol extract. You can make tinctures in a variety of ways. Uh, you could use dried or fresh plants. You can use different plant parts, different alcohol proofs, and different ratios of the alcohol to the herbs. So let's talk about some advantages of tinctures. Number one, tinctures act fast, oftentimes within minutes. Uh, so they're really easy to take and they're easy for your body to digest. If you have an acute situation that you want to address quickly, uh, maybe you have uh, you want to relieve pain or promote sleep, uh, then a tincture could be a great choice. Number two, if you make tinctures yourself, they could be pretty inexpensive. The biggest expense tends to be the alcohol. Number three, alcohol really ex excels at extracting certain plant constituents like alkaloids and resins that water is not great at extracting. So if you're working with a plant that has valuable alkaloids or it's high in resins, then tinctures could be a great choice. Number four, there's another advantage to tinctures is that they're great for fresh plants. There's some herbs like milky oats or chickweed that really excel as a fresh tincture. Here's four disadvantages to tinctures. The first one is tinctures can appear to be easy to make. Basically, it's just mixing plants and alcohol. But to make potent herbal medicine, a lot more goes into this. The type of alcohol varies for each plant. What ratio of alcohol to plant really matters, as well as whether to use fresh or dried plant materials. Home medicine makers often make tinctures too weak. For example, they don't use enough plant material or they don't finely chop the plant so the ratio of plants to alcohol is very high. We see a lot of pretty photos on social media that in reality are very weak and poor herbal medicines. Number two, taking tinctures means taking alcohol. The amount of alcohol in a typical dosage of tincture is very small, often akin to what's naturally found in a ripe banana, but it's still alcohol. For people who abstain from alcohol entirely, tinctures aren't a good choice. Side note to that, you may have heard that adding tinctures to hot water removes the alcohol. That's actually a myth. It's not physically possible to remove all alcohol in this way. Furthermore, adding tinctures to hot or boiling water can diminish the plant's aromatics. 
So this practice isn't always recommended, especially for plants high in essential oils. The third disadvantage is that if you make your own tinctures, they can be more affordable. But if you buy tinctures, they can be really expensive, especially if you're taking larger doses for either chronic or acute situations. And number four, alcohol is great at extracting alkaloids and resins, but it doesn't extract vitamins and minerals. If you're working with a plant for its nutrient qualities, then you don't want to use a tincture. Something else to consider when using alcohol is, do you want to extract alkaloids? Sometimes we specifically don't want to extract alkaloids because they're harmful, as in the case with comfrey and pyrolozidine alkaloids. So we're wondering, which is the best herbal medicine, teas or tinctures? Well, is often the case in herbal medicine, there's really no one true answer as to whether teas are better than tinctures or vice versa. So it really comes down to knowing the plants well, knowing the gifts that you're seeking, and then knowing how to choose the best preparation. We could take stinging nettle, for example. Nettle, or Urtica dioica, is a plant that's really rich in nutrients and minerals. Many herbalists will drink strong infusions of nettles uh, frequently to receive this rich nourishment. And so when you're working with nettles specifically for these nutrients, a water-based extraction is going to be far more superior to a tincture or an alcohol-based extraction. But tea is not always the best preparation for nettle. Fresh stinging nettle has some unique gifts. It can help reduce acute inflammation associated with seasonal allergies. It can also help support people with blood sugar imbalances like insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes. And there's actually a lot of research showing that using a tincture made with fresh nettle is a great choice for acute inflammation or for a blood sugar imbalance. So in other words, like each preparation has its advantages and its disadvantages, but no preparation is always going to be the best or the worst for any given situation. So instead, you really want to know how to work with them well for each person and each situation. Okay, to sum it all up, reach for a tea when you want a comforting, warm beverage or when working with herbs that are nutrient dense, are taken in small to large dosages, and taste mild. Reach for a tincture when you want something extra convenient that's fast acting and to extract beneficial alkaloids and resins. Also, when wanting to preserve the fresh qualities of herbs. Of course, there are more herbal medicinals than just teas and tinctures. There are many different herbal preparations and each one has their own unique advantage and disadvantage. If you're interested in making herbal medicines at home, then check out our interactive live online course, Rooted Medicine Circle. This course helps you to confidently create powerful herbal remedies in your own kitchen. Rooted Medicine Circle only enrolls once a year in January. Visit the show notes at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com to get signed up on the wait list. You'll get all the details for the course once we open enrollment. Before we go, we also want to share some recipes from Rooted Medicine Circle. These recipes show you exactly how to make a strong tea and tincture with stinging nettle. As you've seen in this video, stinging nettle is so versatile and works great both as a tea and a tincture. However, as always, you want to make sure you're making potent herbal medicines. Otherwise, you're wasting your time, money, and energy with weak potions. Our success is seeing your success, and we don't want to see you waste your time. 
You can get these two recipe cards for free when you sign up at the show notes at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. As always, thank you for being a part of this herbal community. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget that you can find all the recipes, links, and show notes over at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe and get updates when new episodes release and even submit your requests for future podcast episodes. The world needs more people who are connected to the earth and the healing gifts of plants. I'm so glad that you're here for this adventure. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Rising Appalachia for the use of their beautiful song, Resilience. Listen to more from Rising Appalachia at risingappalachia.com.